Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1946 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Make sure you check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast, freepodcastcourse.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Wes Schaefer. Wes, are you prepared to ignite? Uh, that would be uh, in the affirmative. Yes. <laughs> Wes is <laughs> the sales whisperer and an Air Force veteran, host of the sales podcast, an author, and the founder of the Make Every Sale program. Wes, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Hey, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I spent nine years in the Air Force, got out in 97, and have been in full time sales ever since. Uh, it has put a roof over the heads of my seven children and wife of 22 plus years. Um, you know, I've written a couple of books, and uh, I'm really just trying to be more like you every single day. <laughs> you know how to butter me up, Wes. And Fire Nation, if you <laughs> recognize Wes's voice, that's because he was on EO Fire, episode 582. I won't make you do the math live, Wes, but that was 1,364 episodes ago. Mind blown. I'm glad that we're going to be hanging out this coming February in San Diego at Social Media Marketing Real 2018. So that'll be a blast, a high five, and uh, share a drink. Well, not share a drink. We'll, we'll, we'll have a drink together. How's that sound? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I want to dive in because you have a lot of value to give. And Fire Nation, as always, Wes is going to come on and drop some value bombs. But if you want to hear his journey, go back to episode 582. He shares his worst moments, his aha moments. We talk about some really cool things in his journey. But today we're going to be talking about things that he just dominates, that he just is an absolute expert in. Number one being, what is Wes? the number one trait of professional salespeople? What's that trait? You know, a lot of times it surprises people, but I tell them that it's empathy, you know, and, and empathy is different than sympathy, right? Empathy is you have the ability to uh, walk a mile in their shoes, right? You know what it's like. You see things from your customer's perspective. And, you know, they say that in, in debate as well, right? When somebody's preparing for a debate or like in, in a court of law, you know, when you're, when you're preparing your case, if you can argue the other person's point better than they can, then you'll win, right? And so that's it, a weird sort of empathy, right, in a way. But as a salesperson, if, if we understand where they're coming from, what their pain points are, and if we can then if, – if our solution truly helps them, then we can get that point across. And great salespeople know as well that a, a sale may not always be in the best interest of the customer, Right. So maybe it's a referral. Right. Maybe it's a recommendation. Maybe it's a downsell uh, into something smaller that you have that fits them. But but empathy. Right. Now, walking a mile in their shoes will serve you uh, forever in the profession of sales. So I think that this next question is really relevant, especially for my audience, Fire Nation. I mean, a lot of the listeners are entrepreneurs, small business owners, solopreneurs, fill in the blank. And frankly, they may either hate selling or not like the idea of selling, or maybe they just don't consider themselves great at selling. So the question has to be, can I as an individual be a successful entrepreneur and hate selling at the same time? Yeah. I mean, hate selling is kind of a strong word, right? But in the old school traditional definition of selling, yeah, I hate it too. 
Um, I, I am not big on overcoming objections and NLP and manipulating people because really the difference between, you know, manipulation and persuasion is the purpose, right? What's the end goal? Are you there just to rip them off and take their money? Then yeah, you should hate selling if that's what you think selling is. Um, if you think that selling, you know, it, it comes from the Norwegian word that literally means to serve. So if you believe that you're there to serve the marketplace, and sometimes, you know, you do have to sit down with that person. Sometimes they may not know what they need. Most of the time, your prospects uh, are worried. Their defenses are up because we've all been lied to, ripped off, you know, pushed, bullied into buying something that wasn't in our best interest. So as long as you're comfortable serving and to serve, that means you question just like a doctor, right? They're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Where have you been? You know, how long have you had this rash? You know, anybody else in your family have this? They're asking all these questions. You know, and so that's how they serve. Is is that doctor selling you? You know, hey, John, you know, you've you've got an infection in your leg. You know, take these antibiotics for seven days and come back if it doesn't get better. Is is that doctor selling you or are they serving you? But in order to make but they are getting paid, right? They're they're getting paid on that prescription, probably. They're getting paid certainly when you come to the office. Uh, so as long as you don't mind following a process and diagnosing, right, by asking better questions and then simply helping that prospect acquire something that you may get compensated for, but it provides value, then and you'll be fine in sales. All right. First off, Fire Nation, this is an audio only interview. So Wes is not looking at me on a video being like, what's that rash on John's leg? This is purely a hypothetical example. So just recognize <laughs> he pulled that out of nowhere. He has no basis for that. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> if I saw anything on your Facebook uh, profile. <laughs> We are entrepreneurs, Fire Nation is. And because of that, you know, we're business owners and we're an entrepreneur, we're a business owner. So what is the number one job of a business owner? It is to market your business. You know, too often we see, um, you know, a, a web designer, a, a carpenter. I mean, you name it, a carpet cleaner. Look at Joe Polish, right? Carpet cleaning. That guy's super famous and wealthy because he learned how to market his business, then how to train others to market their business. No one, you, know, you can hire somebody like me to come in and help you market your business, but it's your business. It's your story. It's your passion. So you need to understand what makes you unique. Why should I buy from you? You can always hire a bookkeeper. You can hire a financial officer. You can handle someone to hire someone to do HR. You know, but no one is going to market your business with the passion and the intensity that you will. So as soon as you embrace that, uh, you're going to be on the right trajectory. So the reality is this. When we are entrepreneurs and we're business owners, at some point we may want to hire a sales manager or we might have to be that sales manager. So at that point, what's the number one job of the sales manager, either if that's us or somebody that we bring in? Yeah. And in the beginning, right, we're all wearing multiple hats. Um, but often people think the sales manager's job is to, you know, beat the salespeople into submission, right? Until they make their numbers. But the reality is number one job of a sales uh, manager is kind of like the number one job of, of a head coach, right? We just had the, uh, the Alabama Georgia game on, uh, and you know, I'll ask people, when did Alabama win the national championship? Right. And people will say, well, you know, Monday, January 8th. But the reality is Nick Saban understands the need and the necessity, the importance of recruiting, right? Ultimately, that's his number one job. 
Uh, and the same thing with a sales manager. You have to recruit. Nick Saban knows that he's only going to have these kids for five years at the most. And he can start recruiting them two years before they sign. Okay, so he has to look out seven years. So his fifth-year seniors that just won this game, right, he was talking to them in 2011. Wow. So sales managers, and it doesn't mean you're always hiring, okay? Nick Saban and his coaches, right, they may talk to 100 kids, and they can only sign, I think, 52, 54, whatever the number is. Uh, I forget exactly, but maybe it may only be like 24. I think they have 54 in the roster. Uh, so you're always talk, you're always turning over rocks. Okay. And when you find a superstar, you make room for them, but you're also building up bench strength, right? I mean, Nick Saban, he benched his, his starting quarterback and, and started a true freshman in the second half because he had that bench strength. You never know when your number one superstar will hit, hit a roadblock, right? Uh, get, get into a rut or just quit. You know, maybe they get recruited away. And if you haven't built up some bench strength, then you're going to be circling the drain. Because it's like, oh my gosh, my top salesperson just left. Does anybody know anybody that's good at sales? I need somebody, blah, blah, blah. And so now you bring in the very first person that can fog a mirror, and then they're not any good, and then it just spirals down. So always be recruiting. So when you find that superstar, you'll recognize them, you'll make room for them, or you'll be able to call them up quickly in an emergency. Well, number one, great analogy with college football. I was definitely following along, made a lot of sense. And number two, Fire Nation, more value bombs are coming with a little teaser. We're going to be talking about the number one sin of marketing when we get back from thinking our sponsors. Just because we're entrepreneurs doesn't mean we're tech experts. In fact, there are many IT aspects of my business I happily delegate, knowing I can trust the pros to do it better and faster than I can. Let's take one of your finance or operations software programs as an example. Having your files backed up and securely waiting for you whenever you need them, no matter where you are, is huge peace of mind. And this is how Right Networks can help. Right Networks helps entrepreneurs securely transition applications like QuickBooks Desktop or Microsoft Office to the cloud. That means you can keep close track of your finances and operations from anywhere, anytime, giving you and your team maximum flexibility. Never worry about servers, backups, or needing additional storage again. With their 24-7, 365 US-based support, Right Networks has your back. To learn more, give Right Networks a call at 888-469-5905. And for a special 10% discount, mention Entrepreneurs on Fire before May 1st, 2018. That's 888-469-5905. If there's one marketing strategy that's been most impactful in my business, it's hosting live webinars. If you're looking for a better way to reach your audience, then hosting webinars is a great option. People aren't just going to stumble upon your website and then immediately make a purchase. I've found webinars to be one of the most effective ways to connect with your audience and potential customers and provide a ton of value in the process. Webinars are kind of like podcasts, except they're visual and interactive, so you can have a two-way conversation with your audience. Plus, you don't have to pay someone else to create a webinar for you, you can create your own. Start hosting your webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar is the most trusted webinar platform, and they can prove it because they've helped businesses like yours host over 2.3 million webinars. 
GoTo webinar has the reliability and the features that you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit gotowebinar.com slash fire. That's gotowebinar.com slash fire. So Wes, we're back and I gave a little teaser before the break, but let's just get right into it because let's be honest, there's a lot of sins when it comes to marketing. In your opinion, what's the number one sin? You know, Dan Kennedy has pounded this into my head for over a decade and it's, uh, it's being boring, you know, and there's a, uh, great, I think it was Ogilvy that said, you know, people don't read an ad. Um, sometimes, you know, they'll read what interests them and sometimes it might be your ad. Okay. So be interesting, be compelling. You, you see these things that go viral because they're interesting you know, and I hate the analogy, you know, adage, but it, I mean, it's true. You got to think outside the box, right? You got to do things, look at what your competition is doing and do the opposite. And that's usually a good place to start with your marketing, right? So you can't be boring. It needs to be informative. It needs to be educational. Uh, it has to have a call to action. Right? If there is no call to action, no action will be taken. Uh, so just figure out how can you stand apart? Because we're all so busy, right? Multiple monitors, multiple tabs on each monitor, multiple devices. I've got iPads blinging. We've got Apple Watches blinging. We've got iPhones blinging. You know, we've got direct mail, a little bit coming in. The phone's ringing. And you're trying to compete with all of that, plus all the ads on Facebook, plus all the debates, plus sports, plus kids. You know, your marketing has to take your prospects to another world, right? Get them thinking, um, get them to stop thinking and worrying about their current situation and open their minds and pause for a minute to give you time to get a toehold with an interesting, compelling message. Then you can move them along the buyer journey. Wes, I'm a competitive guy. I have no doubt that you're probably pretty competitive yourself. I mean, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we just want to win, 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 no matter what. But is it possible to win all the time? Is it possible to make every sale? Yes, but let me explain what I mean by make every sale, okay? Because sometimes winning means not making a sale. Sometimes somebody's not right for you, okay? So I have a double meaning with that make every sale and the make every sale program. You know, on the one hand, yes, the goal is to make every sale, literally make every opportunity, every chance you get to make a sale, you close a sale, you get the money, they become a customer. That's that would be a dream world, right? That would be like, uh, you know, shooting a birdie on 18 holes in a row or maybe, you know what, shooting an eagle on 18 holes in a row, shooting 36 under. Right. So that's always our goal. Will it happen? No, it won't happen. But the other meaning behind make every sale is, you know, I talk about, you know, I say to make any sale, you must make every sale. And what I mean by that is there's multiple little sales that happen along the way. And, and I have a, a section in my in my program and my live training where I talk about dating equal sales. You know, you you have to, you know, you, you decide to go out uh, to a club, right? Well, the first sale is, I don't know, you shower, right? <laughs> you do your hair, you shave, you put on deodorant, you put on cologne, right? You shine your shoes. Each of those is a little sale. You brush your teeth, right? You make sure you don't have stinky breath. Uh, then when you see somebody you like, you know, you approach her and you smile. You don't have a cheesy line. You ask her to dance. You actually know how to dance. Each of those are little sales. Okay. So in our businesses, how does our website look? 
Um, how do our emails look? What does our voicemail sound like? You know, how are we in person? What is our free report? Do we actually deliver it? Do we over deliver? Each of those are little sales. So when I say, you know, to make any sale, you must make every sale. That's what I mean. Do, do you have a process? Have you mapped this out? You know, do, do your Facebook ads make sense? Do they go to an effective landing page? You know, is it, does it have a clear call to action? Does it have a compelling message? All of those things must be considered. And you know what? They have to be edited and updated and modified over time. You know, even the U.S. Army, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, companies that we all know, entities that we know, are still changing their motto, changing their slogan every now and then because you know, they call it ad fatigue. So what works today, it may work for another year. It may work for five years if you're lucky, right? But it will stop working eventually. So you got to keep modifying that to keep making every sale. So there's a lot of people, Wes, that say marketers ruin everything. Entrepreneurs ruin everything. Like one thing that a lot of people say that we've ruined is email marketing. Is that true? Is email marketing dead? Do we ruin it? Well, marketers do tend to ruin everything. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of sort of true. Uh, uh, but I love the the stories when anything is dead, right? Uh, text message marketing is dead, blah, blah, blah. Email marketing still works. Uh, but it still goes back to what we're talking about. You can't be boring, right? The number one sin of marketing. Uh, and there's there's compelling evidence that, I mean, there's still a ton of email going out. Still, when you talk to prospects, they're like, hey, send me an email. And, you know, you need to consider who you're selling to as well. I think we can become jaded in this space as marketer, as marketers, as digital marketers, as entrepreneurs. You know, we are, we are like light years ahead of the average consumer. You know, if you're in the B2B space, uh, there's not that much going on. Uh, so you can still reach business owners with a compelling message over email. Uh, but again, it goes back to making every sale. How did you get that email? Are you buying a list and spamming these people? Yeah, email marketing's probably dead, and you're probably, you're going to get fined. Uh, but if you had a good offer, if they voluntarily provided that email, if you over-deliver, right, if you delight to the upside, if you're not boring, if you're entertaining, yes, even in business, you can be entertaining, right? then email marketing is is alive and well. You know, the platforms that I work with, you know, HubSpot and FusionSoft, you know, they'll give you notifications. I know when you're opening that email. I know when you're engaging. I know when you're clicking a certain link. I know when you're coming back to my website. I know when you're viewing my sales page. Okay, then I can follow up with you to make every sale. So Wes, I know that I go to you when I want to learn things about what's alive, what's dead, what needs to be whispered into people's ear and such. Kind of dive in with Fire Nation really quickly, really briefly. Like, where did that origin story come from? How did you become the sales whisperer? I've always wondered. Uh, you know, I was literally watching the dog whisperer September 1st, 2006. <laughs> I, uh, I had my laptop on my lap, a little uh, multitasking. Uh, and I remember him saying that he he tra he rehabilitates the dogs and he trains the owners because the reality is if you've ever owned a pet you know you see these little uh, the big dogs little dogs you know they're yapping they're going crazy it's because the owners aren't setting the pace I mean they're pack animals and humans we're pack animals right we're social creatures yeah. we're always looking for that alpha male that alpha female in the group somebody will take charge when there's two or more people 
Right. And I, I heard him say that. I was like, man, I do that. Right. I rehabilitate <laughs> salespeople that have been abused by their sales managers. And I train the sales managers who usually have never had sales training. They've never had sales management training. And so they're taking their attributes that made them great salespeople. Right. They're aggressive. Uh, they think short term. Right. They they can push to hit a deadline. Uh, they're lone wolves. Right. And now they have to nurture and train and develop people. And they've never had that training. You know, why? Golly, John, how can I, I had that territory. I was 200% over quota. You know, you're only, you know, at 80% of quota. You must suck. You know, why are you even there? You're like, dude, why am I working with this guy? Yeah. Right. You can't take that approach. So it was literally, I, I bought the domain name on that day. I remember because right, I get the renewals every year. Um, and then about two years later, I trademarked it. And um, the rest is history. History, baby. And Wes, I want to end today on fire with you telling us a little more about the Make Every Sale program because I'm a little curious, and then we'll say goodbye. Man, well, I uh, that has evolved over several years, many, many years, actually. Uh, I built it first as 30-day uh, sales growth. It was, it was 30 lessons uh, sent to people. Really, I was self-teaching myself a membership site. Uh, and, and people that enrolled back then, back then it was $97. <laughs> but people that enrolled and really I gave it away as a bonus for those that bought Infusionsoft or HubSpot from me. Uh, and then that has evolved. There's 41 videos in there now, almost a 70 page workbook. Uh, there's live calls, private groups. So that has evolved uh, tremendously um, over the years. I have uh, spreadsheets, boilerplate agreements, templates, scripts, everything you can use that you would need to make every sale. Right? And I'm always adding to it. Uh, so it's, it's a living, breathing entity. So, uh, you know, if your goal is to get better in sales, check it out. Makeeverysale.com. Fire Nation, you're the average. Of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with WS and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Wes in the search bar, W-E-S. And this will pop up, this episode, as well as his other episode, episode 582. So check both of those out. Obviously, value bombs galore. And Wes, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Wes today. And productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths, and they can be yours too just visit themasteryjournal.com and master all three skills in 100 days. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. If there's one marketing strategy that has been most impactful in my business, it's hosting live webinars. And you can start hosting your own webinars today with GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar has the reliability and the features you need to deliver webinars your audience will love. For more information, visit gotowebinar.com slash fire. That's gotowebinar.com slash fire.